0: Hey nerds, it's Geeks of Cascadia, Geeks of Cascadia, Geeks of Cascadia, exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest, all
1: levels of gamers, analog gaming, tabletop news, dungeons and dragons and magic. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some. Beth, that's probably our A best lot that, of that, That's, man our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast.
0: This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus
1: in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show.
0: Hey, geeks. Blue Samurai here,
2: and I am with.
1: I'm, I'm still Paul. And, and it's hot. It's hot. It
0: is. It is so hot. It's super hot. That's why I took this background of an oven because I'm I'm literally podcasting in an oven right now. <laughs> uh, it is uh, episode sixty nine. Woo! Uh, we are missing Rebeculous on this podcast. Uh, she is going through uh, some. Her stuff to do. Yes, yeah, stuff to do, and we miss her. We do. hope everything's okay, and we look forward to having you on our next podcast. We do, because you're awesome. Um, but we do have an excellent show for you today. We have Tiny to Pass. Yay! Uh, yay! Um, and it, I've been wanting to try to get a hold of Tiny to Pass on our podcast for a long time. Except uh, I was I was a little intimidated by her because she's so amazing. Yes. Um, she works on our, our our. We work on OrcaCon, and she's there with. I've known her for a couple of years. It's like, oh, I don't. Will she say yes to us? And, yeah. You know, of course. So she. she has um, so much stuff.
1: She has has um, um I I need diverse games. hmm And she uh, has a and D online thing. Rivals of Waterdeep. Very good. Yep. Very good. Mm-hmm. so awesome. And-
0: And uh, as a person of color, I want to thank you, Tanya, for uh, helping the cause. So it's great making uh, tabletop gaming more diverse and inclusive. Um, That's what we need to do, and it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh,
1: Paul, buddy, is there any con news? I have some con news. Oh, you do? I do. It's it's going to be. I'm going to predict what it is, but go ahead. Go ahead. Future con news. So, we, we were going to have um, Everfree Northwest this month, but it's been postponed until next August 13th through 15th. What? Why? What's going on? Uh, well, I guess um, all of the ponies and the bronies um, didn't want to get together during a pandemic, and I think that makes good sense, and that's responsible. Yes. Yes. Um, so- they are going to have some great people. They're, um Nicole Oliver, who's Prin- Princess Celestia, and Tabitha Saint Germain, who is um it's one of my favorite mixers, by the way. Uh, Princess Luna. Um but this is the script is weird. Matt Calerick, Lo- uh, Dragon Lord Torch. There's some some of their guests are gonna have next year. So maybe right. I'll reshare this podcast um, in July next year. Okay. Um, Britcon is also canceled. That was going to happen in Seattle. Um, but they're going to be back in August 6th through 8th of 2021. It's sci-fi, fantasy, drama, comedy, television, movies, books, and comics, everything British that you love. Um, um, so Doctor Who type stuff, maybe some, Mm -hmm. um, of like the British coupling was a great show, things like that. Right now, if things were normal, we would be at Dragonflight telling you what's going on oh at I know, man. Right? That sucks. It's Dragonflight weekend.
0: The first time uh, I've been away from
1: Dragonflight. Well, Dragonflight. well, the, the, unfo- well the, luckily, there's no Dragonflight for you to be away from. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But they're going to be August 13th through 15th in 2021 at the Bellevue Hilton. It, it and seems. we can be back.
0: Yeah, it seems like a lot of these conventions have already just determined that they're not going to have it this year. No worries.
1: Yeah, they're well, they're tracking. doing the responsible thing. Um, who wants yeah. to get into a, a giant room full of people who are um, all crammed together touching the same things and breathing the same um, exhale?
0: I know. Gross. I, gotta, I don't want to handle
1: those dice you just touched them. No, I'm, I'm not going to touch your Gross. dice or, or your dice sack. Yes. That's terrible. Yeah, and then there is also Retro Gaming Expo, which has been um, canceled. In Portland. Is that in
2: Oregon?
0: Is that in Oregon? It's Oregon. Yeah,
1: okay. Portland, Oregon. I always forget to mention it's Portland, Oregon, not Portland, Maine. And that is—they um, haven't really announced for next year, but it looks like they kind of uh, will see you in 2021, is what they say. Ah, uh, okay. That's con news, and here's um.
0: A lot of them gone online. Uh, We're not all of them, but some of them have gone online. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, there's a little bit online. Um, We haven't decided or announced what we're doing yet. We haven't gone. No, No. that's in January. I know. Um, um, one thing I saw: um, Emerald City Comic Con's planning on being in March, which um, would be great. Maybe. Maybe we'll see what happens. I don't know. I mean,
0: I think the only way out of this is a vaccine right now. So
1: Yeah. I, I, I have no field of expertise. I put yogurt on a shelf. That's what I do.
0: Hey man, you're essential. Without I'm you central. we can't eat.
1: You gotta have that yogurt.
0: Cannot eat. You and Rebiculus. can't eat without you guys.
1: Well you're doing the same thing right now. You're helping people have food. Thank and you. that's totally Yeah. Who,
0: whoever thought the National Guard would be doing food banks? That's uh it's new for me. Well, well, yeah. Well, hey, let's go find out what we got in tabletop game news. I'm going to put on my old man glasses here. Do that. Yeah, I'm going to bring up the tabletop game news that we have. Uh, check out uh, Paizo. Paizo Update's official organized play schedule for upcoming conventions, so please check that out. Um, if you like Starfinder and Pathfinder 2, uh, it's pretty good. Hey, uh, Paul, you like Star Trek, right? So Trek? Uh, Star Trek? Star Trek? Star Trek, sorry, Star Trek. Yeah, I do like wow. Star Trek. Yes, Star Trek Adventures. Uh, Iconic Villains up is now available, so check that out. You know, out. I really
1: wanted to play, I really wanted to, because um, I start DMing tomorrow for our group. Yes. I wanted to do a Star Trek thing, but I didn't want to make everyone do a Star Trek thing.
0: Yeah, then you go, uh, you get this red...
1: Magical shirt, you wear it or not? Exactly. This, this, <laughs> this red magical shirt is protection, it's got a negative one protection spell That's on brilliant. it. <laughs> <laughs> Roll death save.
0: Um, next, we've got um, on Kickstarter, there is a DD adventure called the Dream Prison. Uh, they have six times reached their goal, and I don't know how much time they have left, but uh, check them out. The Dream Pri- Prison on Kickstarter, it's a 5e adventure. Uh, they're from uh, Menagerie. Menagerie Press, the ones that made it. Nah, Paul, you know what? I, I have written a lot of adventures.
1: I should try to yeah, Just turns. just Just do it. Just post it. Just post, post it. it. Yeah, I but the, pro- cool. the problem is I'm not a good artist. It would just be stick figures, you know? Just stick. Well, then you the, you don't have to have art for your RPG.
0: Yeah, but that's what makes it sexy, you know? Okay, like well,
1: um, put up a sexy picture of you.
0: All right. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's uh, game shop that tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So uh, next, we've got uh, from Mantic previews: The Whispers in The Walking Dead, All Out War. Uh, that is a it's a line of figures that are coming out based upon. Um, well, it's not based upon Walking Dead, I guess, but it's they're Walking Dead, and they have got knives and arrows. And I don't like zombies. Yeah, well, they're zombie-rific, so if you like that, no, check like them it. out. Check that. except for Paul. Paul does not like zombies. Um, also, we have new Epic Encounters mini-sets available to order from Steamforge, so cool. check that out if you uh, use minis. I know Paul and I and our little indie group use minis, but we haven't been using minis lately because, well, COVID. Well, you know what? Yeah, there's a there's a pandemic. Yes, but you know you could um, use your time now to get all the minis that you want, so
1: you ready to play. With well, I've got the money as I want for the Strahd campaign, but I'm not going to do the Strahd campaign until we can no. get together and do it in person because I spend a bunch of money.
0: Yeah, you don't want to do online. I think you told us that. Yeah. Um, that's too bad. That's too bad.
1: But you'll do the other... You're doing
0: another adventure online. I am, yes. What's the difference, man? Lord's Wrath. Yeah. Why Why are you doing that one and not... not Stroud? So buy a bunch of
1: minis for Lord Wrath.
0: Oh, I get it. So it's because... You bought, you put, invest in a lot of minis. It's like and my wife a painted minis. a bunch of
1: minis for Lord's Wrath*. Right, and said so I want to use those minis. Well,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. Raging. Hey, uh, Paul, did you uh, did you ever watch the movie *Labyrinth*?
1: Um, I own the movie *Labyrinth*. I own the game *Labyrinth*. Have you played the game *Labyrinth*?
0: Well, there is a game, the the adventure game. And you can pre order it for Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Yep. The adventure game is available now. Check that out. River Horse has started taking pre orders.
1: So, for by the game. adventure game, is that an RPG?
0: Uh, it says here the adventure game hardcover book. So, it must be, yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay,
1: because I have the board game Labyrinth. Oh, no, no, You can no, purchase think... that around the table and live in Liverpool, Washington. You should support around the table.
0: You should. You should. But anyway, check that out um, if you like that you like RPGs. I wonder if you can play the Goblin King. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Hmm. Check that out. Yeah, let's check it out. Okay, next we've got uh, Flames of War. I know some of you are totally into miniatures. Uh, I'm not because I'm a horrible painter. Um, <laughs> so check it out. Uh, New D-Day uh, Germans available for Flames of War. Um, in fact, I'm looking right now is in Armored SS Panther Grenier, Grenadier, sorry, headquarters company. So check that out.
1: Um, Grenadier? Yes. Yes. Basically infantry. Okay. okay. No, I'm not Grenader? No. Okay. No, Grenadier. Yeah. Okay. I, I have no idea. I, I have no infantry experience. Um, I have photo lab experience.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know, speaking, uh, keeping on the minis um, theme here, uh, the Keeper of the Dragons, or sorry, Keeper of the Dungeons are available to order from Forge World. Uh, it's, uh, this is basically tied to the Middle Earth strategy game or The Hobbit. So check that out from Forge World uh, web shop. Um, what else do we have? That's I think that's pretty good what we got there. I think lastly, I think I'm going to go do a um, plug here because... I am both happy and upset about this, and I know you and I talked about it on Facebook, Paul. But that is the fact that D and D Beyond is launching their th- their third anniversary, and they're putting twenty um, percent off. They got some codes if you go to D and D Beyond.
1: Yes, celebrate fantastic. third anniversary. Celebrate the, the together. The day after I bought all the source books. Yes, I love and, that they do that. Yeah. I bought all yeah. the source books, and the day after I get a, a coupon.
0: Yeah, I was really I was kind That's of upset. Like they're watching me. Five days after I bought *Rime of the Frost Maiden*, they offer up
1: these. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> bought *You Bought an Adventure*. I bought all the source books. That's true. That's true,
0: but you know you can buy you can now buy the legendary bundle with twenty percent off.
1: I could, but do I need all that? Yes, eventually no. you will. No,
0: no. to celebrate together, twenty percent off all digital books using A N N twenty. And 30% off the Mythic Dice set, if you want to do that. And with Mythic 30, and 30% off the Archmage Favors Dice, (laughs) using Arch 30. So all you got to do is go on uh, D&D Beyond. The codes are right there. Uh, If you are like Paul and I, uh, just get mad. Just get mad, because I've been mad. for a couple.
1: Yes, if you want to um, give them money to have virtual dice, by all means, do that. Yes. And like, uh you can't touch them.
0: <laughs> if you do have money to buy virtual dice, please feel free to give us a call to send us your money.
1: No, you can um, use um PayPal um and send money to um gigs of cascadia at gmail.com.
0: There you go. Or you can tweet us at Geeks
1: of Cascadia if you, you want to say,
0: Hey, I want where do I send you money?
1: Yeah. we'll take yeah, you. Up. That's a, that, at gigs of cascadia at gmail.com. Um and I I forgot about our stupid phone number.
0: Oh, that's right. You have the phone number. We also have Facebook at Geeks of Cascadia.
1: Yeah, vamp for a second.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, because we could use the money to... You know what? We should do a Patreon. Maybe you should email us and say, hey, we I'd love to uh, give money to your Patreon. No one's going to email us, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Paul, do you want to go ahead and...
1: Uh, if you want to call us, you can call us and leave a message because we're not going to answer the phone. It's 208-61-GEEKS. Once again, that's 208-61-GEEKS. Wow, we actually have a phone number. That is. Just you have awesome. a phone number.
0: So, Paul, do you want to let's? Do you wanna listen to what Tanya DePass has to say? Let's talk to Tanya. Tanya's great. Okay, now just uh, a word to our listeners and our viewers out there. Um, especially our viewers, they're going to see us all close. And this is pre-COVID. This was during OrcaCon. uh, And apologize for not getting this out sooner, but when COVID hit, it kind of disrupted
1: a lot of things. Exactly. Everything got broken. Yes, it did.
0: So with that, let's go hear what Tanya has to say. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. Uh, Blue Samurai here. I'll, you know, I'm with my my co-hosts.
1: Rebeculous. I am still Paul.
0: And we have a special guest, Tanya DePass. Hey, all. Tanya, I have been wanting to bring you here for a couple of years, and I've always had that opportunity, but I'm just so afraid to approach you. Oh my God! I know. Why? Well, because you, you know you're a big deal. You, you help people like me, you know, uh, feel comfortable in tabletop gaming. It's I'm serious. I, I hear you out there. You you're kind of a
3: you know you to me you're
0: you're a star. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's true. (laughs) Well, thank you, but I'm just a regular person.
0: Well, you're doing really good work. Thank you. And I think the reason why I have such high regard for you is when I, you know, obviously I'm kind of an older person, and when I started D&D, like late 70s and 80s in my group, I was the only child of color, and trying to find um, a way to relate to a game that was Mostly at the time, very European, very white. It was hard for me. Yep. And when they did come out with an adventure book called Oriental Adventures, which by oh, the way, is not the best word. I Oriental. did not know that. But I got <laughs> really excited about the samurai class and, and all, and, all and, and they were trying. Yeah. They were trying it. And it seems that there has been a lot of changes since then. There's still more to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the same experience that you had. And if that's not, unfil- is that unusual for me to, to feel oh, that way?
3: absolutely not. Um, you know, like, I, I'm a little older than D&D. So I, I remember a lot of like, other kids in the neighborhood not really either being into it, or I'm sure you heard this, that's for white kids. That's not, that's not something we do. And you know, I had to deal with also the satanic panic, and my mom thinking, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah, that. okay, you know, thinking that this is devil worship, I had to kind of mm-hmm. sneak and go play. Um, but it was also I was still one of the few brown kids, if not the only one, just like. Isn't you? it
0: really? It's more Asmodeus worship. I'm sorry, Asmodeus. Sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: No, you know, Asmodeus. No. Either way. And how is that
0: um, for? So one thing that people don't think about is it's not just. Um, trying to be inclusive in, in diversity, but also as nerds in perhaps a family like my family. My mom's Japanese, right, from Japan. Mm-hmm. And playing d d to her was like, what are you doing? Why are you even doing this? Yeah. So within our own cultures, I mean, for you coming from uh, the community that you came from, that must have been hard for you as well as for me, right?
3: Yeah, it's like, what? what is this weird thing you're sitting there with books and dice and paper, and why Why are you telling stories like this? Why don't you go outside and play? It's like, I do yeah. go outside and play, right. but this is using my imagination. Don't you want me to do this mm-hmm. too?
0: And what, uh, what do you think um, has caused some of the positive changes
3: Um, I think a lot of it has to do with people being able to watch and virtually play. You're not stuck having to find a friend with a table. You're not stuck with only your local friends and not in a bad way, not stuck in a bad way at all. But I mean, all of us remember when, if you wanted to play D&D, you wanted to play Pathfinder, you wanted to play anything. If you couldn't find a local group and someone who had the room to host Uh four or six people and could have a bunch of folks in their house every weekend, you weren't going to be able to play. But now, like we can watch on Twitch, we can do virtual gaming, and that also means you get to see more people like you, versus every stream, every show is the same bearded white dude. right,
1: yeah. Uh-huh.
2: It's also the people, isn't it? I mean, the technology for sure, but we're all grown up, so yeah. we're in charge of this stuff now. Yep. So let's right. open it up, right. you know?
1: Yeah
0: and and then you decided to take kind of the bull by the horns and you have your own organization everything mm-hmm. and I know you, you, you've been on several podcasts and stuff and you had to repeat this but could you please uh, oh. repeat to our audience here
3: so I Need Diverse Games was born out of frustration and it was October 2014 and it, I, there were games that were now C3, they were getting ready to come out and there, that was also the year of It's Too Hard to Animate Women yes what? 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 Uh, a dev at Ubisoft was asked a kind of a technical question about animating and frames. Uh And instead of giving kind of a technical reply and response, he said, Oh, it's too hard to animate women. Meaning once he actually like had more words to use and explained it, it
1: was
3: like, Oh, well this is why this is difficult, but not impossible. But of course the internet and myself included heard it's too hard to animate women. And it was like, what? Uh (laughs) Yeah. There are women in Ubisoft games. I've seen I, them. I've seen women in games. So, you know, and that was just frustrating. I kept seeing just game after game come out with, like, the same bro dude saves a woman, gets the woman as a prize, or loses his wife, daughter, whoever is, like, his MO and seeing women for age. And I just, yeah. I started just tweeting out and putting I need diverse games as a hashtag. And friends who had much bigger Twitter presence than me picked it up, and then developers started picking it up and talking about it. And it was like right time, right place, lightning in a bottle and, okay. and just went from there. And there,
0: there was a time, too, where I think women were depicted in games almost like in the 90s comic books. of. Uh, On oh, the
3: Escher. And, yeah.
0: The, the Skippy uniforms or in this case, uh, Skippy yeah. armor. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and of course, the dudes with big giant muscles.
3: Yeah, there's a blog a friend of mine runs called Bikini Armor Battle Damage, where they literally look at all of that kind of stuff. They even will do, like, they do a stream, but they also will do renders of, like, more practical armor. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's so much fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Well,
0: um, what about your organization? How long has it been since 2014, you said? So
3: the hashtag existed since 2014 um, as an org, as, a, as an entity outside of my own Twitter account, it's existed probably since early 2015 and became an official 501c3 in 2016. Uh, but I've been doing that work full-time since December 2015.
0: You've also had uh, some fun with um, Rivals of Waterdeep, right? Yep. Tell us a little bit about that.
3: Uh, Survival's so Waterdeep is an actual play show we do on the Twitch, the Wizards of the Coast Twitch D&D channel, and we are all people of color. We do our show at a table, so we're in a studio every Sunday, and we started off with the Waterdeep expansion, and we've gone to Avernus. and our new season actually starts next week when I get back to Chicago. And
0: so you know about the new season, right? So can you say anything about it? <laughs> um, some of us
3: are in Avernus. Two people stayed uh-huh. in Avernus. The rest of us are back in Favorin. Okay. I am not the DM, so I don't know what else is okay. happening. Um, but without spoiling it, one one player character we found out has been deceiving us the entire time. Oh, that's funny. And I'm a paladin. Yeah. She's not happy with this development. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So, so, yeah, there's going to be some reckoning come Sunday, the 19th. <laughs>
0: Are you uh, in your part? I think weren't you in the last uh, big
3: streaming they did in in California thing? Yeah, so D and D Live. um, We did our season four finale at D and D &D Live, and um, we also did a panel, a roundtable on being a person of color in the industry.
0: Right, and how how much more do you think that the industry can do right now to improve the situation?
3: Um, hire people, not just contracting, not just not just get people to write things, like come in and be diverse consultants. Bring more people onto your staff because it's going to be a lot easier if you have different perspectives in the room uh-huh. when you're creating and go, eh, that could be a stereotype, you know, or we've done this, we should fix this.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so bring people in at the ground level. And if you're not positioned to hire Bring people in when you're creating, not just here. We wrote a whole book. Now, please tell us we're not racist. Uh, yeah. Because i From gotten, the beginning. Right. From the beginning. And, you know, include people in your art. Yeah. In, yes. in not just the writing, because you can have great writing, but then you have a very stereotypical depiction uh, of a character. So, if you can't hire... Because, I mean, Tabletop does, is not a great get-rich enterprise, as wow. well, know. But if you are in a position to hire, hire more people of color. Just bring them in. And don't bring them in just to come in and fix the issues yeah. with mm-hmm. characters of color. Right. Bring them in because they're good writers. They're good artists at, at all walks of it. And then if you can only bring in consultants right now, bring in consultants. But again, not to just fix things or go, oh, you're not a racist. You're okay. And pat yeah. you on the head.
1: So, so, yeah. So you, what,
0: what do you see as the, lead, who are the leaders right now in the industry? <sighs>
3: in terms of hiring or just, just people in general? Just people in
0: general who are really pushing the diversity and inclusion um, um, and, and being real about it because I, 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 I hear people say it, yeah. but then when you visit their company and you look at who's showing up, yeah. it's, it's a different case.
3: Yeah. Um, well, you know, and I know people feel a way about it, but, you know, Wizards of the Coast um, brought on Dungeon Commander DC who's there and working doing writing um, on Twitter, and, and actually they're at the con right now, Graham Barber, POC Gamer, a fine Canadian gent who is talking about this and doing a lot of writing and consulting, and but and not sugarcoating it. Right, yeah. It's like having these conversations online, but not sugarcoating it, but not being abrasive either.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, prior, and also DC was doing that prior to getting hired at Wizards um the guy who runs Sor- who created Swordsfall, brandon um is doing a lot of work and bringing an afrocentric setting to, to gamers um of course now that i need to think of people I'm, <laughs> I, I'm trying to i'm gonna fail um misha bushiger who's here as well is doing a lot of great work in the space um and there's so many people because actually next year's theme is about celebrating black creators in the space oh okay and so we've I'm very happy that we actually have a very long list of people to that we could invite that's great and not just the five black people that people all seem to know in, in tabletop. yeah
1: because
0: right. yeah. it is a small community oh yeah it's and there's not a lot of players too both uh, in our you know, in my my circle in the yeah. community there's there really there wasn't a lot now there is yeah there's more and more and it's being more inclusive and things like OrcaCon really help to really
2: push that. I have a question. Even though uh, it seems like, you know, everyone's kind of finally coming up to speed and and Mm -hmm. getting more diverse, do you have any uh, companies or games that are near and dear to your heart that are awesomely just have been diverse from the beginning or just, I don't know, you know what I'm asking?
3: Yeah, I'm trying to think of, diverse from the beginning, I don't know, and and this isn't a slam on anyone, but there's no one I can think of that was diverse from the beginning so much, but... You know, like, Green Ronin is doing a lot of stuff. We're actually working on the RPG based on N.K. Jemison's fifth season. So that trilogy. And, you know, that's a set of books written by uh, a 40-something black woman that have won Yugos. And, you know, even ten years ago, I don't think those books would have got optioned as an RPG.
1: Cool.
3: Um, You know, and and Green Ronin also has Blue Rose, which is very queer, like, from the get-go. And I'm trying to think, because I worked with Paizo on some Milwaukee Expand stuff but the problem I'm running into is for pe- unless you're an indie creator the big companies still are mostly white, mostly west yeah. coast and while it's great that they're bringing people in, you should have people on staff not yeah. so much always consultants yeah. and freelancers
0: and I, I notice now they're starting to address a little bit in the, in the storytelling and the adventures I've seen mm-hmm. in Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, LGBTQ mm-hmm. um, storylines or characters um, they never had that before and in Waterdeep Dragon Heist, I believe there's two. There's a member of the the, the City Watch, I think, one of the detectives, mm-hmm. and, and he he has a lover, and that person died or whatever. But they, I'm, they're finally starting to do it in storytelling too. Um, but I think, obviously, there's, uh, we'll be seeing more of that come come along. I don't know. I think that that's the only thing that they need to pro- they need to emphasize that a little bit more. They've been working on the people of color, and that's that's you know we can hire those people and do that. And I see it in the storylines, I can see it in the art, but that one in a narrative sense, um, I think we can do a little more work there.
3: We can, um, and it needs to be a little bit more overt. But the but the other thing with RPGs is, I can hand you a player's guide, and unless I specifically know this character is written to be queer or something like that. Is up to the DM and up to the storytellers and up to the players to make that overt content. So that's why it's a little more disheartening to see on the RPG side because it's just as far as your imagination can take you.
2: Right, yeah. All of my characters have been gay. You just haven't asked. <laughs> oh, God. It's never. just never been... In that's, story. Not, that's not true. Remember that
0: the Jessica what? character you were trying oh, to get yes, on? Oh, yes. You did
2: give that yeah, attention, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, Thank
1: you. Me you. You, you. Made, you made friends me down. You know, with that person in... Um, um, right, Storm King's
0: Thunder. Wrong, See,
1: so.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad it's finally written in a campaign.
3: Yeah, you and know. you know, and you know, and Jeremy Crawford is very out and very outspoken, but also a lot of folks at Green Ronin are very queer and very out there. Um, Blue Rose was written specifically where being hetero was not the standard, um, and they and in the second edition they revised some things that needed some work, like the trans representation or the bad trans representation in it. So,
0: now let's face it. It's good marketing. It's good yeah. business sense. I mean, if, you, if you're just going to cater to one demographic, you're not going to get the dollars in. Yeah. So yeah. It's, Be inclusive. it's a good idea.
2: It's kind, of, it's kind of a win-win all the way around. If right. you hire diversely and you have a diverse storyline and mm-hmm. you're appealing to a diverse group of people who will buy your game or play your game. I mean, yeah,
3: there's no right. loss. Right. You will make
1: a better product.
3: So it's, Make a better product, but you're also leaving money on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Capitalism. Hey, we all got to eat, too. That's right. We all
0: got to eat. So what's your future plans and what's going
3: on with you? Um, well, here I'm doing some panels. I'm going to do a panel a little later. Um, Kate Baker is moderating um, tips for GMs, new GMs. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having our inaugural person of color meetup at 6 o'clock. And then outside of OrcaCon, I am doing actually a Blacks and Game Dev talk slash panel at Ubisoft Toronto.
0: Cool.
3: And I'm unwisely probably trying to do both PAX East and C2E2. Oh, jeez. Oh, They're Are the you, same uh, weekend. Busy much? Oh. But at least Boston is a short flight and I can get back easily. Yeah. Um,
0: still hanging out in Chicago. It's supposed to
3: Yeah. i still hanging out in Chicago. I'm trying to think of what else is happening. Because it feels like I'm booked out pretty far into 2020. And, you know, I'm working with uh, Green Ronin and the Fis- I almost said fifth element fifth season RPG Um, so our writers are hard at work on that
0: and how would we get a hold of you
3: Um, on Twitter uh, my handle everywhere is cyphertyr c-y-p-h-e-r-o-f-t-y-r and uh, for any kind of diversity stuff you can message me at Tanya T A N Y A at I need diverse and if you see me at the con, say hi and just don't be a weirdo about it. Um, Sorry. <laughs> no, not you. I've I've had very awkward interactions at conventions. This your interaction was nowhere near awkward. Okay, good. No, yeah. I've I've oh, had some very no straight he's, he's very hey, awkward.
0: I'm gonna name drop now and I've got her phone number, so it's gonna be great.
3: <laughs> but yeah, it's um, you know, I'm pretty easy to find unfortunately some days (laughs) um but yeah i'm at the con all weekend and then if you are at c2e2 or pax east at least thursday and friday and then after that future plans are maybe gen con this year maybe not and uh twitch con definitely all
1: right cool well
0: cool thank you very much tanya and um, everything you do yes yes thank you thank you you're welcome this segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org.
1: Now back to our show. I love Tanya. She is so great. Um, she does good work. Yes. Good. Um, Rivals of Waterdeep is fantastic. Um, I Thanks think for we're talking, talking to us Diverse yes. games need to exist Yes We have I'm to glad, be inclusive
0: I'm glad so she's, she's with Orchicon Yeah I'm glad yeah. she's with Orchicon
3: totally. it's sad that
0: we don't get to see her um, We won't get to see her this uh, this overcon, but
1: I'm sure she doesn't Want to get the COVID I don't want to get COVID so. Nobody does Nope. We need to do the right thing to make um, everyone safe Yes we do We do and um
0: and I'm doing my part by killing
1: COVID by being in this oven? Yes, I'm doing my part by being on vacation for two weeks. There you go. I there. went and um, wore a mask and bought some beer today at a uh, at Brews Almighty, who is not our sponsor. Okay. Bruce Almighty ever in Washington. They sell crowlers. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask and you can buy beer.
0: Well, I hope while you're on this uh, staycation that um. you are... Preparing for the uh, D&D game that we're all playing tomorrow. Oh, um, yes, I, uh, yes, I
1: am preparing for that. Uh, I'm going to kill all of you.
0: And what And what campaign yeah. is that?
1: That is um, Storm Lord's Wrath.
0: Oh, okay. So do you think maybe we, we, we can uh, do a review uh, of that, right, when we're done with it? We're done or, sure. yeah.
1: I might secretly record it. Who knows? Ooh, I like that. I might ask everyone if I can record it.
0: <laughs> might as well give it a shot, know. right? Sure. So people, people might actually it. watch it.
1: Yeah, or listen to it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, Bill's gonna do some cool shit. Oop, I said shit again.
0: uh Oh. Well, Rebeccaless isn't here, so you gotta get at least one. In. Somebody's gotta get some swear words in there. <laughs> yeah, because um, Bill is doing a gnome
1: rune night. Oh, oh! Bill has three characters he's built. Yes. He doesn't <laughs> he hasn't know what decided it. yet. I think he's leaning towards the gnome rune night. That's what it looks because like, no. so I'm still new is what Bill does is Bill min-max I don't
0: I don't know okay? I, mean, I mean it's
1: a gnome playing a rune well, knight. He, he tends to do some weird stuff where he's very powerful in some areas and very weak in other areas yes I mean, I'm not smart enough to know what min-maxing is
0: I, I think it's a very interesting role play opportunity for him, so yeah I love my character a tabaxi bard Thank you, Paul, for allowing me to have a magic Uh-oh. banjo. A
1: yeah, magic banjo. I'm very mm-hmm. excited for that. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Have we just, uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, El Cabong? or That's should I famous. be? You, you have no choice. You can't choose your nickname. Your, oh, wow. your banjo is called El Cabong. Wow, okay. There you go. Spoken from the DM. It's it a, must be law. And look that up on Urban Dictionary. Oh, wait. No, don't do that. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, Paul, um, I think we could. Uh, I think we should wrap it up for today. Um, I think we had a pretty good show. Uh, again, Rebeculous, I hope
1: all's well with you. Yeah, I am really, really sweaty now. Yeah, it's it's pretty hot.
0: And Paul, <laughs> I am looking forward to our game tomorrow. It's gonna be fun.
1: It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be like ten degrees cooler. <laughs> God, I hope so. Yeah. Oh, I'll be in the barracks though, but uh, they okay. have AC. Okay. Oh, wow. They spoil you guys. Well, you know, it's a new army you now. You, you are um, important. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has a boss. I guess I guess I have air conditioning at work, too, because I work in a dairy cooler, and it's 25 oh. degrees. Cool. Cool.
0: All right. Well, with that, uh, embrace the go. nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.